Okay, breaking up rocks, get gold. Gotcha. Hey, we found something shiny. So I was taking my son bike riding the other day, and he didn't want to go all the way around this block. He's like, let's take the shortcut, which was a little kind of pathway between the the houses. Like everyone's backyard in between, there's like a little forest area in between, and there's a nice little path you can walk through. And I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, we can go dirt biking. Let's do it. So we go off road, and this is like really hilly and rocky and, and pretty dangerous. And we had a great time. It was really fun. He's like, let's do that again. I'm like, okay, yeah, for sure. And we did that a couple times. And it got me thinking about how I spent most of my time as a child in the space between civilization. Our neighborhood had a lot of undeveloped areas, and I, that's where I would go biking, that's where I would go sledding, that's where I would go just throwing rocks at kids. And it was awesome, and I'm very glad that my kids have that option here, even though they don't take as much advantage of it. And it got me thinking of all the names we had for those places and how they were weird and bad. And so I was wondering if, if you had that, because we had, in this one little dirt hill area, we had Dead Man's Hill, Devil's Hill, Hanged Man's Hill, and another Dead Man's Hill. Uh, well, I, I hate to disappoint you, but I lived in a small town in Kansas, so we had zero hills. <laughs> well, yeah, but you had to have, like, hollows or ravines or cricks or something. Okay, well, I I lived in, in town, so, you know, there's not that many of those. I could have ridden out of town fairly, well, it would have taken a little while to get out of town, so that that's why I didn't do it. I was very much more the know your, stay in your zone. Like, stay in your area. Like, do not leave this area. If you leave this area, yeah, this is your hometown and you know it pretty well and everything's on a literal grid layout, so you can't get lost, but also, you might get lost and you'll never find your way back, so don't do that. So, I I rode my bike in a very, very strict pattern, and I rarely deviated from that. In fact, I can remember a couple instances where I'd ride bikes with other kids, which is very rare, usually by myself, maybe with one friend, but with a pack of kids, and getting to the point where I'd got, I'd, I'd, they lost me or whatever, and I just, I was lost. And I was like, I have no idea where my house is from here. I know I could ride in a direction and probably find one of my relatives. <laughs> they would help me get home or even find my house by accident. But yeah, I, I stayed in a very small area. And so I didn't really go exploring on my bike or anything like that. So I'm sure there were some. I just wasn't privy to them because I was much more of a, a hermit kid. You were a homebody. See, I don't believe, I, even in town, like I was in town, it's, it sounds like as I described this, like I was out in the boondocks. I was in the second biggest city in Idaho, like in the city proper at all times. Not at all times. I've spent a lot of time not in the city. But like all those various dead men hills were within a, a little uh, suburban section. Like it was just a little area that was too hilly. Idaho is very hilly, especially the part where I lived. Uh, we were right up against the Snake River Plain. Uh, so it was very hilly. So there were certain areas you just couldn't build on because it was too steep. And so they just let, let it go fallow and kids went feral and it was great. So we had even just like in my friend's backyard, there was there were all those various hills. There was a creek that went through it where once one of his brothers got cut on the face and so we thought that was the most dangerous place. I'm sure he just got whacked in the face with a stick because, you know, that's what kids do. Yeah. They hit each other with sticks. Oh, yeah. But we thought it was full of, like, goblins or quicksand. We were 
I was convinced there was quicksand everywhere as a child because you always saw it in the show. So I learned how to get out of quicksand and I was ready at any time to get out of quicksand. So that was one area across the street was a little copse of trees that we were very convinced was where the bloods and the crypts would hang out. <laughs> Sorry, the secret gang wars going on in the woods of Idaho are, are uh, that is, that is an expose I would love to read slash watch. <laughs> Have I told you about this? I don't think so. Cause I would probably remember bloods and crypts gang war in Idaho, but <laughs> so, uh, my, friend's dad was a cop so he knew everything about gangs he didn't know anything about gangs. i trust me that that is implicitly understood here so we found this really cool area where there was some bushes and a, a tree overhanging it it was like a great little secret kid hideout place we're like sweet this is right across the place where we break rocks looking for gold this is the perfect place for us to hang out because that's what we did after school is we would break rocks hoping to find gold man you're just, you're just full of of knowledge and, and wonder <laughs> one of these things much more in copious supply than the other but okay breaking up rocks get gold gotcha hey we found something shiny that we were convinced was gold (laughs) and so we thought we were going to be rich this was how we were going to get a nintendo is we were going to break enough rocks and get the gold and sell it and get a nintendo Uh, because we didn't have an the things we keep from from our parents and that if they found out would be like oh you sweet idiots no i told my parents that i'm like mom dad you don't have to buy me a nintendo i'm gonna go break rocks until i get enough gold and they're like we weren't gonna buy you a nintendo you go break rocks <laughs> yeah. you keep that up this will keep them busy <laughs> let me know when you've got that nintendo earned son <laughs> come back with crap loads of just shiny rocks is this enough <laughs> i've been working at this for 30 minutes <laughs> Oh, we went for the long haul. We knew this would be a <laughs> long process. We, my dad had some friends come over, and uh, my dad mentioned, "Oh, hey, you should, uh, you, you, you do rock hunting. My son does that. You guys should talk about that." And he's like, "Oh yeah, have you found any uh, fossils? That's what I, I like to go looking out for fossils and or geodes. Have you found anything like that?" And I'm like, "I found this." He's like, "This is nothing, you dumb kid." <laughs> He, tr- he, he, he tried to do it better than that. Like I was, he's like, "Oh yeah, I think this is actually iron pyrite, but that's very cool." Which I now know is fool's gold. Yes, but you know, literally has fool in the title. <laughs> yep, it was never more appropriate than when dealing with me. Yeah, this is. Oh, this is jackass. <laughs> this one's just called jackass. Or this is moron's gold. In the mineral world, <laughs> this is known as you dumbass kid. <laughs> Like a snipe. Let's go snipe hunting. No, you just found the rock that's not anything. No, we did tons of snipe hunting, but that's another story for another podcast. So yes. anyway, so we had this area where we would break rocks. And then right across the street was this nice little copse of trees where we would go in and uh, like it's be the perfect hideout. This is where we were, we'll, we'll stash our stuff and we'll keep it safe here. So we went there a few times. And then one time we went there and there were two other kids. And this was unheard of. We didn't know these kids. We're like, who are you kids? And we started talking. And I, I'm viewing this experience vicariously through my adult self. These kids were probably two or three years older than us and knew they could get rid of these punk kids who were in their fort by lying to them. So they told us that they were members of the Crips. 
And this was their hideout where they would plan their stuff against the Bloods. And my friend whose dad was a cop was like, dude, this is serious. We got to form our own gang to protect ourselves from the Bloods and the Crips. Yes, we meet at Crips HQ out in the woods. This is where we plan our, our offenses, offensives against the Bloods, our sworn enemies. That's how the gang war between the Bloods and the Crips goes, yep. In Idaho. <laughs> Nope. So it all checks out. Continue. So we were conti- we planned out our own gang. Our colors were going to be green and brown. Okay, literally shitty colors, but okay. <laughs> well, because our plan was that we weren't going to cheat and use guns like those Bloods and Crips. <laughs> we were going to make our own weapons out of natural things that we could find. So you're going to find the Bloods and the Crips with their guns with your sticks. Because let's be real, yes. you're kids, you're going to make them out of sticks. You're not going to find anything else. You're not going to fashion a bow. You're going to hit them with a stick. Well, we were going to fashion a bow. So we, we we made as far as, like, we learned how to make stone axes via flint napping, which is the process that ancient man used of, like, knocking two rocks together to sharpen it into some sort of rudimentary blade and then fashion it to a stick. Primitive man had way more patience than the average <laughs> eight-year-old boy. So we, like... Hey, do you think this is sharp enough? I don't know. If you hit someone with the head of it, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to tie this to a stick, and I'm going to get ready for battle. So we spent a couple weeks doing this, and then we went down to our fort, which we still went to the same one. Even though we knew the Crips were there, we would just check to see if they were there. And there was a note to the tree that said, get the F out, Crips. Signed, the Bloods. <laughs> So we got freaked out and we never went back there. In the days before the internet and smartphones, that's how the Bloods and the Crips had to communicate with one another. <laughs> Notes stuck to a tree with a knife or something. <laughs> Staples. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the message across to the Crips. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, where are we going to put it? I don't know. That tree? Yeah, that looks good. Yo, man, you got something to stick it to? I, man. Tommy. Tommy. You got your stapler. You know it. <laughs> staple, staple, boom. <laughs> Crips are on notice. Courtesy of the Bloods. <laughs> Sign it so they know it's from us. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, we never went back there. We um, we built another fort in a different gully. Like, okay, well, this, this place is too hardcore for us. Let's build another fort. <laughs> Honey, there's too many Bloods and Crips living here. We have to move. (laughs) Go to a nicer place, a safer place. And we built the, I I call it the Idaho Special Fort. Like, you know how in the movies, kids build these big elaborate tree houses with, like, communications between the two and rope ladders and all this different stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd always told my parents to build one, and they're just like, just they just laugh in my face. There's no conversation. It was just laughing. <laughs> well, you were supposed to build it. Like, we took matters right, into yes. our own hands, and we built it. We didn't have nearly enough materials, but what we did have a lot of was dirt. So we would dig a hole in the dirt, a big hole, a big enough hole that you could go in, and then would put plywood over the top of it. And just, like, cover it up. So we're just spotting it all <laughs> with a board over our heads. And that was our fort. And there were little foxholes like this all across the neighborhood. Because every group of kids wanted to build a fort. And that was the only way any of us could do it. Not the Bloods and the Crips. 
<laughs> they had their own space. Well, yeah, they got the trees. <laughs> Four star of the Bloods and the Crips got the trees. <laughs> and all the kids had to dig holes and sit in them and put boards over their heads to be a child. It was the best. So, blissfully naive. I miss being a kid. This is why I love like Stranger Things or Goonies or any episode of Bob's Burgers that focus on the kids, like the one where they go to look for the two-butted goat or um, yeah, the Taffy Factory one. Anything where like where kids go on stupid adventures. Like I yearn to be a child and go on stupid adventures. I tell my kid like, no, just go somewhere dumb. Get your friends. Go somewhere dumb. And he's like, but we want to play Roblox together. I'm like, that's not dumb enough. Go do something dumber. That's dumb in a different way. You're not going to look back at your childhood and think like, I remember this one time I played Roblox. You will, and there'll be like positive feelings of that. Like I said, we also spent time playing uh, GoldenEye on the N64 when we got a bit older. And that those were great times. But there was just something about sitting on the board. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's good. You can laugh about it because you realize there's not. It's, it's really, it, with our wisdom today it's just like god that was stupid but also in the time in the moment no that was the coolest thing you, no. you had this thing that was you and your friends and you had you're, you're pretending you're using your imagination but also just you're outside doing a thing which is just not as much anymore especially right now but even before the world went topsy-turvy so yeah it's it's i i definitely had things like that but most of them were i didn't do them with friends i did it by myself like i would uh, stick a. I, I play way too much Zelda or see, read about Zelda and Nintendo Power and go outside and, oh, I gotta have my sword, so I gotta get a, a stick. And, well, Link has it in a sheath, so, well, what do I have is a sheath? I'll, uh, my t shirt. So I'll stick it down my t shirt. And then, you know, going out to like, shing! <laughs> it hurt like hell because it's not a stick that's terribly smooth. So, <laughs> taking out my sword would really, really hurt my back and be like, well, around my house, I don't have anything that I can make a shield, so. I guess I'll go inside and make one out of cardboard and fashion one with straps on it and everything and have my shield and my sword. And of course, you have to like, you know, sleep with those. So they have to sleep beside you. They have to lay beside your bed. Got to be ready to be a warrior at all times. You tell your mom and she's like, okay, dear. (laughs) (laughs) You're not hanging out with the bloods of the (laughs) crypts. I think something's not right with our boy, honey. Uh, Whatever keeps him out of the gangs, dear. (laughs) Yep, there you go. He's in a hole, and he put a board over his head. No, see, Jason, you cannot tell me that right now, with the life that you live, that you wouldn't trade it all to just go sit in a hole and just feel at peace with the universe. No mortgage, no stress, no job. Just you and a hole (laughs) and contentment. Just knowing that you are the coolest kid. And you will never be happier than you are at that exact moment. That, 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 again, this just shows how very, very different we still are and probably were when we were kids. I think we'll both agree that it's for the best. Hey guys, Steve here. Wanted to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Today I Learned Nothing. I hope you enjoy the show half as much as we enjoy creating it. You can follow more of our shenanigans on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Ziggler.